How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you to episode 70 of The Way of the Wolf. On the show today, we're going to be talking about addressing performance issues with a member of your team. Now, this can apply to seasoned leaders that have been in a leadership role for 20 or more years, or if you're just now stepping into a leadership role. For all of you in a leadership role, you have no doubt experienced a situation where a member of your team is not performing up to your expectations. So today, we're going to be talking about four key steps to work through and address those challenges to get that person where they need to be. All right, first, I'm going to go ahead and dive into this. I want to say it's important that you verify and validate what your gut is telling you. There are times when we have this gut feeling like, man, something's just not right here. Something isn't working out the way it should be. When you get that feeling, it's important for you to validate it and just make sure that there's not some sort of internal bias or frustration towards an individual that's going on. How do you do that? Well, one of the things that I found to be beneficial is start having conversations with colleagues, coworkers, members of the business, getting some feedback about everybody on your team. Now, when you do that, you will also inevitably get feedback on the non-performer or the person that you are having issues and challenges with. A side bonus to having these conversations with other members of the business or people that lead functional teams outside of your area of responsibility is it gives you yet another touch point and another opportunity to build relationships with those individuals. So that's just a side bonus to doing this, but it really helps you get a more holistic understanding of what's going on in your team. Again, in that process, you're going to find out what's going on with the troublemaker or the person that you are having issues with. So going out, having conversations, getting feedback, and this doesn't have to be a deep dive into, hey, what does John Smith do for you? Is, is he doing what he actually needs to be doing? No, you just say, hey, I'm working on making sure that my team's doing everything we need, you, need them to do to support you correctly. What are your feedback? What feedback do you have? They're going to share some feedback. Most likely, they're going to share feedback on the people that they actually interface with on a frequent occurrence or basis. If they don't give you any feedback on Mr. John Smith, who you're struggling with, you can just ask, like, hey, what's going on? Is, is John getting everything you need done? Is he supporting you the way he needs to be supporting you? And at that point, you'll probably get some, some blunt feedback. Well, the, the feedback will be blunt and direct if the person you're talking to trusts you. In any event, focus on getting feedback from a number of different people inside and outside of your team. Now, if after receiving that feedback, you come to the realization that this person is just crushing it over here, you just weren't exactly aware of what they were doing, well, that speaks to a failure on your part. Because it's important that you know what's going on with all the people on your team. If the feedback is, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't ever talk to that person. And then you speak to someone else. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't ever talk to that person. If that starts to become a theme, okay, well, maybe there's something here. Maybe we need to dig into it. There's obviously other ways of verifying and validating 
that they are or are not doing the things that they need to do. But I've found, quite frankly, just getting feedback from people seems to be the most beneficial and effective way to get feedback on from that person and making sure that everyone on your team is doing the things that they need to do. <clears throat> All right. Once your head is in the right place, and you know, hey, this is a real problem. Now we move on to step two, which is going to be planning your conversation, planning the corrective actions, making sure that you, you're not going to just sit down and have a conversation and it turned into this bitch fest. You want to make sure that you come to the table and have a productive, meaningful conversation to make sure that the employee fully understands and is aware of the challenges at hand. This is, well, one of the things that I've found to be beneficial is listing out all of the things that the employee is not doing or that you need them to focus on. Having that list makes it much easier for you to practice and rehearse the conversation. Maybe do some role playing if this isn't something you're comfortable with doing. But when you sit down and have that conversation... That list being there will be a lifesaver for you because if these types of conversations are new to you, inevitably you're going to get a little bit nervous. You're going to be a little bit jittery because people don't like having difficult conversations. So your heart rate's going to get elevated and it's going to be tough. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not going to be easy. So having that list to look at and reference to make sure you cover all of the talking points is going to be very important. Because if you're going to have this conversation, you want to make sure you cover everything. All right, third step is going to be taking action. Sitting down with the employee and having a face-to-face -face conversation. I realize in today's world with an increasingly remote workforce, that's not always possible. At the very minimum, it has to be a video conference call so that you can see each other's facial reactions and expressions and mannerisms. It's important that you be able to read the employee, and that's very difficult to do just over the phone. Try to have it face-to-face. -face. Sit down, have the conversation, and then start going through the issues. Start going through the challenges. When you have this conversation, you're talking through the challenges, it is perfectly acceptable to say, hey, I've been getting some feedback from people in the business and there's a lot of questions around this stuff. We're having some issues and challenges with this. And you start going through your list of, of issues, talking through them and addressing them one by one. This has to come from a place of caring and candor. You have to genuinely want to help this employee when you do, they will pick up on that. That also speaks to the importance of having this conversation in person. They will be able to read you just as much as you want to be able to read them. So if you come to the table and say, hey, here's these issues. We got to figure out what's going on. Go through these issues one by one and give them an opportunity to respond Give them an opportunity to explain, hey, what's going on here? This is what's going on. Okay. That will help you better understand. Now, if you have an employee that's not performing and they come to you and just 
word vomit what's going on in their personal life. Their dog just died. Their mom's sick. They can't afford their bills. Whatever the issue is, that's going to open your eyes. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, okay, you can just kind of write off and not do anything on your job. But if you have a better understanding of what's going on in that individual's personal life, okay, maybe we give a little bit of grace. We still need to figure out how to get them on the right track. But maybe you got to work with them a little bit more. Maybe you got to figure out how to offload some stuff to the other people on the team. When you're having the conversation, if you kind of get through all of that and your heads are going to be in a, in a decent place, you got to talk through next steps. In these situations, I actually like to have the employee come up with the next steps. Now, earlier, I mentioned the importance of making sure you have your plan and you know what needs to occur. It's really important that they come to the table and they come up with the ideas on how to fix the problems. Because at that point, you have them write everything down. Now you have your actionable items for steps going forward. Both parties agree on what steps need to occur, and then you move on. That leads us to the fourth and final step, which is going to be following up. It's also very important to make sure that the employee schedules follow-up meetings, that the employee is updating you on what's going on and what their progress looks like in all of these areas that you both agreed they would address. As the leader, you have to hold them accountable. If they start missing meetings, if they're not scheduling the updates, if they're not sending you the weekly updates or bi-weekly updates or whatever, you have to come back to them and say, hey, John, we had this conversation. What's going on? I need to know. What can I do to help? You, gotta, you, you have to be able to work through that, but you have to be able to hold them accountable to what's going on. Making sure that they follow up with you is going to be key. All right. Those are the four key steps. I found those to be hugely beneficial for me. One thing I would highly recommend, I know for any of you that have been listening to the show or watching it, I, uh, I recommend this book, Crucial Conversations, quite a bit. It is a phenomenal book. It helps you really navigate through difficult or challenging conversations like what I just discussed on the show. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. I can't say enough good things about this book. It is just absolutely fantastic. Another thing to remember is that if this concept is new to you, if you are new to a leadership role, these conversations are not going to be easy. I promise you with time and experience, like with everything, you will start to get more comfortable with these types of conversations. Fast forward a few years down the road, after having many situations where you're struggling and have difficult conversations like this, you will be very comfortable and calm and collected when having these conversations. I promise you that will be the case. All right. In recap, research, plan, action, which is having the conversation, and then following through. Those are going to be the four key steps to successfully navigating these waters and addressing performance issues with members of your team.
I think that's it for the day. For all of you that are listening or watching, I can't thank you enough. I truly appreciate all the support, the messages that I get, just thanking me and, and sharing how much you appreciate these conversations, whether we have a guest on the show or it's just me talking through various topics. I genuinely appreciate everything that you guys do. If you could leave me a, a review on well, Spotify now has the ability to do reviews. So if you listen to me on Spotify, please click those stars, leave a review. If you could do that on Apple Podcasts, that'd be fantastic. If you see these on YouTube, if you could like and subscribe and share, that would be fantastic. The algorithm really pushes that stuff up whenever there's engagement, and it really helped me out. That's all I got for the day. Thank you so much, and y'all have a good one. <laughs>